Okay, I'm so gonna get bashed for this. Are you guys ready for some loud opinions? It's Yara, by the way, and welcome to Unorthodox, the place where I'm gonna open the can of worms no one wants to touch. That's what happens when you give a skeptic a microphone. Join me on Patio for weekly episodes where I attempt to explore the ins and outs of society and people, and I ask the most important question of them all, why? Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Unorthodox. In this episode, I wanted to discuss something that you don't hear ever being discussed because it's the scariest shit ever. I'm going to be talking about STDs. And joining me in the studio is Rani Jukhtar, who uh, took it upon himself to be brave enough to share a very important <laughs> incident that happened to him this year. And we're just going to be myth-busting and just talking about it in general from a societal perspective. So, Ronnie, why don't you introduce yourself? Hey, guys. I'm Ronnie. Uh, first of all, they're actually called STIs now. Yeah. That's like the politically correct, correct term. Correct Because yeah. disease is like has a negative connotation. Yeah. They're infections now. Nice. Yeah. So, I'm a, I'm a Med 2 student. So I have like a little bit of knowledge about, you know, the the STIs. You're supposed to. <laughs> I'm supposed to. One would think I do. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I thought I'd talk about like my experience. So I didn't really catch an STI, <laughs> but <laughs> um, you could, I don't know it's what it was. It's called marketing, Ronnie. Okay. Yeah. So it was a, a virus. <laughs> I'm using you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um I caught this virus called the Epstein-Barr virus, and well, it's just EBV, and everyone knows it as mono, which is such a normal thing, you know, like in the States, everybody gets mono, right? But um, by the way, it is a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it is awful. You saw my tonsils, didn't you? I did. They yeah. were inflamed. They were really bad. Yeah, so, um, and I noticed, like, when I told people, so people started to gossip. Right? Like it was a thing, you know, like, oh, Ronnie got mono. Like, Just for background, though, mono is known as the kissing disease. Right, right. So usually it's transferred by way of saliva. Yes. Yeah. So either from drinking or like sharing utensils with someone or kissing. Yeah. Yeah. So I got this um, virus and uh, everyone wanted to know, like, where from, where from. And uh, before I knew it, like the, the whole med class apparently like, had known that you had mono. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. And it's not even like, you know, an actual like STI. And uh, so like I told people and they were medical students too. And so I got reactions like, oh, um, don't sit too close, you know, in case. And I'm like, are you serious? Like, you know what this virus is. Like, you, you know how, you it's, know trans how it's transferred. <laughs> yeah, like, why am I being treated like I have the plague, you know? <laughs> anyway, you're over it now. Yeah. And you're much better. I survived. He survived mono. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Yeah. So did you know that apparently like about 99% of people are like carriers of this virus and most people actually have caught this virus when they were kids, but it doesn't actually do much to them when they're kids. But when you're older, it, it messes you up. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I'm glad that you could tell us this survivor's tale yeah, and that you're tough. living here. It was tough. I yeah. know it was hard. It was harder than 2020. Yeah. 
Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> I actually, I went to uh, an STI testing center called Marsa the other week. I was there accompanying a friend of mine. I know that people say that like to seem that, oh, I'm not being tested. Like I wanted to get <laughs> tested just for the sake of it. Like I'm, yeah, I was very Yeah, it can never curious. hurt, you know. Yeah. And, um, um, but I was actually with a friend of mine there and I was talking to them. It's a pro bono clinic. It's oh. called Marsa. It's, I forgot where it was actually exactly. And they take appointments uh, via phone call. And they don't take your name. It's completely anonymous. But it's really important to go, and especially if you have an active sex life, if you're seeing people, if you have any doubts whatsoever, like there's no shame in going and getting tested. Because that's like the biggest factor, right? No. Having a sex life. No, I mean, like if someone wants to get tested, like the biggest factor is the shame, you know? Oh, yeah. The biggest, you mean, biggest deterrent to get tested. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. The anonymity is. uh, Definitely. Because people, first of all, are ashamed to say that we've been having sex. And then are ashamed to say, oh, I might have an STI. Like, what do I do now? So this anonymity is really, really important. And they really help. They don't even take your name. They just take your number. And you get an appointment. You go take a little blood test. It takes like, what, 15, 30 minutes? And whoever you know has any doubts, whoever is just curious to know, it's completely free. Um, I think there are some tests that you pay for, but in general, it's free. And you could just get tested. So generally, I've never actually talked to someone about STIs before. Like, I've never had a conversation with anyone in our society about these illnesses. It's always like, ye, AIDS. Like, AIDS is the big thing, you know? Yeah, they don't realize that there's like There's like a million million other other things, yeah. AIDS is the big thing and everyone talks about it like it is the plague. And okay, AIDS is, you know having HIV is is scary, but at the same time, there are technologies today that allow you to really control that and to still have an active sex life, well, depending on the severity of your case. Yeah, we'll discuss that later if you want, but like what a lot of people don't know is that people with HIV, so HIV positive people can go out there and have sex and live a pretty normal life just by taking the drugs. Exactly. And um, the drugs, I'm not sure which drugs are, but some of them are even though, surprisingly enough, no one talks about this. You know, mm. like we were talking, me, you and George the other day, and you guys were telling me and George was saying, and no, there are some drugs that are but they're maybe shitty drugs or something for HIV. Right, they're not the best. They're but, not the you best. Know, they're still something. But like, it's surprising because and no one even talks about it. I like had how, no idea until my I professor no told idea. me. Yeah. yeah, I had no idea. And I'm wondering... What if someone actually does is HIV positive and it's bad and they do need to take, you know, drugs to suppress it, then how do they go about well, doing that? I'm sure that? their doctor would tell them, you know. I but, mean, Akid, but yeah. do you think like if they're too ashamed to do it, would they not take the drugs? Would they just ignore it? Mm, that's a good question. Like, do you think someone would be like in scared denial, enough to yeah. be irresponsible like that? To be yeah. like, oh, I don't want this. I hope not. I, don't I know. hope. I really <laughs> hope not. <laughs> that's really bad. Yeah. But it is, uh, you know, our society is, is so taboo on a lot of things. And there's also this stigma. By the way, before I continue, I just wanted to make the distinction between what HIV is. When you say HIV and you say AIDS. Yeah. Like they're not synonymous. No, no. So HIV is the virus, right? Yeah. And then you get infected with that and it stays latent usually for like, who it's knows, maybe dormant. 10, yeah. 20, 30 years. No one, like everyone's different. 
And then if you don't catch it and you don't treat it, then it turns into AIDS, which is acquired immunodeficiency syndrome. Which is sort of the effects that the virus has on your body. Exactly. Basically wipes out your immune system. You start getting infections left, right and center. And that's what people actually die from. Yeah. It's really scary the extent to which shame is such a deterrent in our society. People have on a subject that is really sensitive. So they just ignore those mashakil until they become bigger and bigger and then it's catastrophic and irreversible. Yeah, they think it'll go away on their own, for example, like with the STIs, and it doesn't. You, it doesn't. You have to treat it. It doesn't. Yeah. I also want to address the stereotype and the misconception that AIDS is very, like it comes from gay society rather than only straight society. Mm, gay and drug users. Great gay and drug users, exactly. For drug users like heroin addicts, it is, you know, more probable that you could catch the disease because you're sharing needles. That is, if you share a needle. Uh, but it's a misconception that this is the only place that HIV is found. You know, HIV is a very worldwide virus, and it's uh, yeah. unfortunately quite widespread. In, yeah, I mean, in a women lot of can get it, you know, exactly. anybody, anybody's exactly. at risk for it. Exactly. Um, so we compiled a list of facts versus myths that we want to read out and we're going to explain that once we give the verdict on it. So Ronnie, would you like to start us off with the STI Mythbusters segment? All right, let's go. Okay, fact or myth? Uh, pretty people are less likely to have STIs. I mean, it's pretty stupid, you know. <laughs> it's pretty but, stupid. <laughs> but it addresses an important issue, right? So STIs can actually be acquired by anyone. Exactly. You know? you know, like, let's say you're out and you see someone that's like really good looking and you just become blind to like the fact that they might have STIs because they're pretty, you know, like, oh, they're probably clean. You know, they look clean, but it, it doesn't actually correlate, you know. Yeah, there's no can... such thing as they look clean. You can't actually see the virus or the bacterium. Exactly. Okay, so this one's not much of a, a fact or myth as much as it is a question, but I get asked a lot, so can you get it from oral sex? Um, it depends on the actual, you know, the actual infection, what it is. Yes, but also it's pretty rare. To get it from oral sex? Yeah, from oral sex or from kissing, you know, STIs yeah. are pretty rare to be like transmitted like that. But uh, you can get a few like herpes, yeah. you know, yeah. Um, mono, <laughs> which is <laughs> not an STI, but yeah, you can, that's how you get but it. But herpes is pretty common. Like, even if for people who have not had sex before, if someone has herpes and has drank from a bottle that they drank from, like around their lips, I yeah, mean, then yeah. you, you get herpes. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's easily transmissible, I guess. Yeah. Pretty nasty disease, though. If it gets to the stage where it's like a big rash, a lot of Yeah, because it goes yeah. and it comes, you know, like uh, you can't treat it. There's no treatment for it. Usually it just like, you know, it flares up when you're stressed out and yeah. then it like it calms down. And I think there are a few drugs for it. But yeah, you just got to live with it for the rest it's of your life. It's pretty annoying because it's always there, I guess. Exactly. Herpes. Like you. So on the verdict of can you get STIs from oral sex? Yes, but rarely. It's usually the reason they call them sexually transmitted. It means like you have to be engaging in intercourse and having sort of a secretion of bodily fluids, to, to put it Gross, in that yeah. sense. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, fact or myth. So some STDs are harmless and they go away on their own. Um, I don't know. Fact or myth, Roni? Myth. 
Yeah. Yeah. They they never go away on their own. You have to treat it. You know, like chlamydia, syphilis, gonorrhea, all of these, you need like certain antibiotics and stuff. You got to treat it or it does get worse. And it can come back. It can come back. Yeah. So you don't actually form an immune response against these? No, just to like certain things like hepatitis B. Okay. You know, you develop immunity oh, towards it. Oh, that's why it. we take vaccines for it when we're younger. Yeah, I'm not too sure about which hepatitis is, but yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only met two. Mazur, <laughs> Malik. <laughs> yeah, so you don't develop immunity to everything, but um, usually you got to treat it with antibiotics and you are at risk of getting it again. That's really shitty. Okay, so um, another question is, uh, even I wondered this before, so, because when you go into a public like restroom, yeah, it's pretty nasty. You know, the toilet seat and yeah, stuff. Yeah, you're and scared of getting something off yeah, of it, germs yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So the question is, can you catch something through, you know, a toilet seat? Something in general or an STI? An STI. Um, I I would answer yes for this. Like yeah, yeah, that's what I thought, but apparently no. You don't. You can. You can't catch them from like hugs or toilet seats or that stuff. But what if someone? Not to be gross, but what if someone, you know, ejaculated onto a toilet seat? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm so sorry, guys. Um, I mean, if you like took that ejaculate and did <laughs> stuff with it, <laughs> probably this not. This is a really gross segment. Yeah, cut that out, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna. Okay. This is science. It's not. No. <laughs> So the answer is, no, you can't get it from a toilet seat. But could you get other diseases or illnesses or infections? I'm Googling that right now. Okay, <laughs> check that out for us. <laughs> we have come prepared to do this episode. And, uh, yeah, so let's talk about the HPV vaccine. All right, let's do it. Okay, so uh, the HPV vaccine, right? Do you know anything about it? No, can you start from the top, like explain what All HPV right, so is? HPV is this virus, and it's the number one cause of cervical cancer, and it's a sexually transmitted virus, right? Okay. So um, with men, it tends to not really cause many symptoms. Yeah. So you could be a carrier of this virus and not really know. Because it's, you know, cancer in the uterus. So you'd assume that because you're a man and you don't have a uterus. Yeah, but no, it does do other stuff. Like okay. it causes warts and all that. All right. But with men, it just tends to not show as much. Okay. So a lot of the time... Um, Girls, they just think they don't need to be vaccinated because, you know, they'll only have like one sexual partner and they'll think, you know, oh, I don't need this vaccine. I'm not, you know, sleeping with many men. I'll be fine. But what they don't realize is that man might be a carrier because you don't really know his sexual history. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, um, you know, it's the number one cause of cervical cancer and it's such a preventable disease. Yeah. The, the vaccine came out, I think, not many years ago. I remember I took all of my doses when I was like 16 or that's something. That's right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's the age that they give it in usually. And honestly, haram hadaymut from cervical cancer in this day and age. You of know? course, it's, if it's preventable. That's the sad part about exactly. it. Haram hadaymut from anything that can be prevented in this day and age. And part of those things that can be prevented are sexually transmitted infections because there are so many things you can do to check to, you know, if you wear a condom, you're less likely to get it. If you're very careful with your sexual partner, if you know, do the appropriate background checks, I'm not saying, you know, become part of the FBI and like go bash it crazy on Facebook and stuff. But, 
you know, it's it's healthy to ask someone if they've had any questionable sexual partners in I don't know how many years. I mean, it's not it's not taib or it's not you know, rude to do that, exactly. I guess. You're not yeah. calling them dirty. You're just being very careful and having a healthy sex life. Yeah, people need to get that, definitely. I mean, the only 100% foolproof way of preventing an STI is... Not having sex. Exactly. <laughs> nobody wants to do that. <laughs> Abstain. But yeah, abstinence is not a thing, yeah. especially in our region. You'd think that the amount of censorship we have on a lot of things would really help in the no sex thing. On the contrary, makes all it, it does, worse. it makes it worse. Yeah. Can we talk about my sister's high school? Yeah. Are we allowed to name names? I mean, we can. We'll see if we cut it out, but we can. Let's avoid a lawsuit if you want. Okay. <laughs> I don't have any money. You have to know. Like, we cannot, we cannot <laughs> we can't have risk a, lawsuit. a lawsuit. No. Okay. So my sister's high school, um, it's a pretty known school, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So we went there. <laughs> Both of us went there. Yeah. We are alumni. Yeah. So you'd think that they might be a bit more of a woke school, you know. Uh, but what I noticed they did was with my sister, they ripped out all of the pages about reproduction in their biology books. I remember we had those pages, though. We did. And this is a new rule. I don't know where it came from. Yeah. And for some reason, it thinks that, you know, it, it makes the students... I don't know what more well behaved or I have no idea. I don't know what they expect I have from no this. Idea. But yeah, they took those pages out. They don't get a proper education about sexual health. And, you know, it, it, it's terrible. Like we can't raise a generation that's just not educated about this stuff. We can't. I know. It's they're very dangerous. They're going to have sex and they're going to have it wrong. That's the problem. Exactly. And I don't get why there's a lot of censorship in the country in general. If you look at TV programs, if you look at all the media that we're having, um, sex isn't usually something that people talk about. No. You know, on the contrary, in other countries of the world, it's something that is very easily brought up and very easily spoken of. And you find that the youth over there is, okay, sometimes they're stupid and they do stupid shit, but that's because they're dumb, not because they're not educated about sex or maybe they're not educated properly about sex. So I think if you can just integrate that into the youth of today, just teach them about the do's and don'ts of having healthy sex. Mishiane do not have sex. Religion plays such a part in our country in just saying no to everything, you know? And the more you say no to something to a child, the more the child wants to do it exactly. and wants to experience it. You know, I went to a Catholic school in, um, in Sydney and when they were giving us our sex education, yeah. so someone asked about condoms. Yeah. And, you know, the answer that we got was, we as the Catholic Church don't believe in condoms. Oh, really? Could you imagine telling a teenager that we don't believe in condoms? That's great. I mean... We are pro-STI. <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible, you know? Like, that is terrible. As much as you're going to preach abstinence and stuff, at the end of the day, they're teenagers. They're going to do it. Everyone's going to have sex. Yeah. So you might as well teach them the correct way. Going back to the high school biology textbooks, by the way... Um, I did Shede, so I got my baccalaureate. And in that year, we used to talk a lot about, you know, we had a whole chapter about reproduction and female and male reproduction and, you know, the ova and the sperm and spermatogenesis and oogenesis and all right. of that. And it was a very open discussion because how else are you going to learn about something that is so vital about life if you don't ask questions about it? So I'm not sure these years if this is still happening or not. I actually have no idea. No, no, they canceled that. 
They actually did? Yeah, they just took out everything. That's really bad. Yeah, because your parents aren't going to talk about it with you, you know? Like, they count on the school to do it. Especially in our society here, your parents aren't going to sit you down. Like, most parents don't do it. Most parents don't. Don't yeah. sit you down and be like, oh, we're going to have the birds and the bees talk. That's not a fucking thing. Because to them, you know, you're not supposed to be doing it exactly. for a lot of people. So La, why talk about it? I get traumatized from my first sexual experience after marriage. That's great. That's yeah. brilliant. So in our same high school that, you know, censored the biology books, we have a parents committee that is so controlling of what happens in the students' lives to the extent that, I don't know if you remember, Ronnie, we were having a play at school once. It was a Titanic play. Mm. And one of our English teachers, Mr. Downey, he's the one who wrote it, who adapted it into a play. Shout out to him. He's not going to be listening to this, but shout out to him. And I got the lead role. I was so proud. I got the lead role as Rose. And someone else got Jack and, you know, everyone was cast. We had auditions. We were excited. We were starting. We were going to rehearse. And then the parents committee decided that they wanted to cancel the play because of one scene in it. You know, the like the the most well-known Titanic scene where they're standing at the top of the boat and she has her arms wide open and he's like touching her hips from behind. Yeah. Or I don't know what the fuck he's doing. Yeah. So they canceled the whole play because of that scene. Oh, well, good thing you weren't doing the car scene. Yeah. <laughs> good thing there wasn't any drawing like French girls, oh, you God, know? Yeah. <laughs> imagine. Could you imagine? I'm like 15 at school. <laughs> in front of the principal and like all the parents. <laughs> but that's, that's like, I think a major part of what gets censored at schools is because of parents putting pressure on the school board for removing certain texts or certain teachings at the school. And school is part of dawli. It's not part of deen. 100%. You know? yeah. Or else I would have gone to a Catholic school, like to a nun school, but I didn't. I went to a school that was very, very scientific and, and very secular. It's, or so it seems. It's, yeah. Yeah, it, one but would think, yeah. in reality, it was not secular at all. And that's a very sad reality. Yeah, I think um, that's something I'm always going to bash on is that our school, our high school was always controlled by people with religious intentions. That's and right. yani, instead of, you know, you know, fuck off, take your kids out of school. Like we don't give a shit what you think. They rely so much on the money they get from those people. True, true. That they and like tell. going back to, you know, our STI thing. This is exactly the kind of stuff that, you know, leads to like people not knowing enough about STIs, you know, all the censorship and all of that. Exactly. It raises a generation that's just, I don't want to say ignorant, but, you know. They are ignorant. They just don't know any better. They are ignorant, if you want to think of it. I mean, how many boys and girls do you think know how to wash their genitals correctly? Can you teach me how? (laughs) (laughs) Ronnie. How do you wash your genitals correctly? Like, not correctly. There's not a way to do it. But, you know, you have to be clean in general. Because a lot of bacteria... No, it's sabun But some people don't wash themselves. That's what I'm saying. Mean. (laughs) A lot of people, a lot of people from the smells I get. Oh, God. So, (laughs) from a smell, not like sexually smelling, but like, you know, someone (laughs) passes by you and they have a lot of, you know, they smell like they haven't been cleaned in I don't know how long and it's not okay and that's like that's a basic basic form of education just being 
clean for yourself, not for other people, because a lot of bacteria grows in pubic areas. We've gone on a right. tangent right now. I yeah, don't know why yeah. I even said that. But, <laughs> but, you know, like I said before, just like cleanliness and appearance. Be careful because it doesn't mean someone's it, clean yep. and, you know, neat. That That's they don't a good have point. Anything. That's a good point. It doesn't yeah. mean that they're not infected. So hook up with the smelly people too. <laughs> <laughs> How do Maybe ask either way, you know? Yeah. <laughs> if he's smelly and he doesn't have or he has, just ask or just be careful. Make sure you know where it's been as they oh say. God, yeah. <laughs> I talked about this um, one episode ago, actually, but I'd like to go into it again. Dr. Sandrine Atallah. You're familiar with the story, yes, right? Yes. The one person who was trying to do something good and trying to raise awareness on this shitty-ass program that Anjad, yani, zero respect for the Lebanese media, zero respect no. whatsoever. And then they just bashed on her. They shut her down. They so shut her hard. down in a way that was so vulgar and so yeah. disgustingly unfunny. Like it wasn't even funny. No. Okay, fine. They're doing it for the comedy. It was not funny at all. No, no. It's at actually all. sad. It's really sad. Because she's talking about something really important. She is. And they just made fun of her and they didn't let her get a point across, you know, and what she's doing for this society is what a lot of people are failing to do, you know, talk about things that nobody will talk about, basically what you're doing, you know? Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> More educational, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And we need that. We do need that. So shout out to her. Kudos to her. She has an Instagram page. Uh, it's her handle is at Dr. Sandrine Atallah. And she, you know, she posts every day, but Nazir stories, but Nazir polls on sex in general, on sex life. And it's it's very educational. It's very simple to understand. So if you guys haven't followed her yet, please follow her. Please look at what she's saying, what she's doing. It's extremely important for us to raise awareness about this. I really cannot stress this enough. In every single episode I record, I cannot stress the importance of education, more specifically of sexual education in our region as a whole. The whole Arab world needs to figure this shit out. Sex happens, okay? It's not something that doesn't happen. For fuck's sake, priests have molested children in churches. God. Sex fucking happens, guys. People, is more likely to do it in, in awful ways, you know? Children who are taught by their parents to never think about sex or that sex is the devil's work will most probably have sex in a very unhealthy way. So be careful. You know? It could lead to a lot of psychological traumas in the future. Um, we have a shitload of traumas in this country alone. I can't even begin to name them. Sex is one of them. Sex is one taboo that is not addressed here. Remove censorship of the media. Remove censorship of the press of people who are trying to get stories out there. You know, that's how the world evolves, I guess. That's how our world evolves. Exactly. I mean, the best thing you can do with sex is talk about it. Talk about it. Discuss it. Learn from other people's experiences, from other people's failures. Yeah, just make sure it's do. a safe space, you know. Exactly. Um, do you remember that video? It went viral on Instagram of that Zoom call where the teacher's camera was on and yes. it, he was seemingly making out with a very, very young girl. Oh like there God. was an age difference. You know, that was disgusting. Yeah. And that's okay. We're probably immune to that stuff by now. Yeah. But what really disgusted me is how quickly people came to the defense of that dude. Yeah. 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 
I remember we had an Instagram comment fight with someone. Yeah. You, me, and Rashid actually. Yeah, yeah. We went all off on someone who was like, And it was like, Yeah, and it's not even proof that doing? she's a minor. We don't know that she's his daughter. And I don't know what. And No, it's <sighs> not proof that she's a minor, but it's it looked so off. It was very weird. I did not like seeing that. Yani, if I close my eyes, it replays in my head. I hate that. Yeah. And what's shitty about it is that it never got brought up again. No, and and you have this guy. He was like, "Oh, I'm raising awareness, you know, by making jokes about it." Oh yeah, one of those Insta accounts. Yeah. That's why we had the fight. Sorry, but you don't make you know jokes about something to raise awareness. That just make that just normalizes it. There's a way to do that. There's yeah. a way to use comedy to raise awareness about something. But you need to be smart about not it. Child Mission. molestation. No, you know? no, you no. don't just put it out there and be like, ha ha ha, I'm raising awareness. No, because people will actually laugh. Exactly. It makes it seem normal, you know? And it's not normal at all. So I don't know where that video went. I don't know whoever that person is, if that was actually a child with them. I hope they burn in the hottest fire of hell. Yeah. And I hope they have their penis cut off. So cheers to that. <laughs> <laughs> This has been a really great episode. Thank you so much, Ronnie, for joining me Thank here. Thank you for having me. We did this. We really winged all of it. Like, we had very little prepared, but the conversation flowed. I loved it. Yeah, it was great. So, thank you guys so much for listening, and I'll see you guys next time. Do 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 do